And so we wanted to start to challenge and encourage fathers to be the best fathers, husbands and fathers, godly fathers that they could be, not only for theirs, but the ones that they come in contact with, the ones in their communities, um, and to be bold and maybe search out opportunities uh, to provide those relationships for, for kids that are less uh, fortunate. This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 224. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith and I am your host. I hope you're doing well. In today's episode, you'll hear my interview with Mike Tomlin, who's the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this was the third time I had the opportunity and privilege to interview Coach and he's just incredible. And I interviewed him at the Man Up Pittsburgh Conference hosted here annually by Urban Impact. And if you're unfamiliar with the conference, I encourage you to look it up. It's a conference focused on helping men become better dads and not only to become better dads to their kids, but to also challenge them to be intentional about being a father to the fatherless in their community. And so in this interview, you'll hear Mike talk about his passion for reaching the fatherless. You'll hear him talk about what he's learning about uh, being a dad himself. And then we talk a little bit about leadership as well, and you're going to love that. But before we dive into the interview, I just want to mention a few things. First, I just want to thank Urban Impact for hosting this conference. This was the seventh year of the conference, and I can tell you that it's made a huge impact on my life, and many of the men that I know have been transformed by this conference. So thank you so much for hosting this. And if you're listening to this and unfamiliar with Urban Impact, I encourage you to check them out. Just Google Urban Impact. They're a nonprofit that are reaching urban kids in an incredible way here on the north side of Pittsburgh. And I can't speak enough of their their ministry. They are unbelievable. So please check them out. There's lots of ways to get involved with their ministry if you live here in Pittsburgh, and I encourage you to do that. And also, if you live here in Pittsburgh and you are looking to get involved, I encourage you to check up the Man Up Conference. There'll be another one next year. And uh, I just really want to encourage you to get in the room uh, and be challenged to be a better dad and to be a dad to the fatherless. It'll change your life. And also, I just want to thank our media sponsor, Show Films. They produced this video, and I can't speak highly enough of how great uh, of work they did. They did all of our work for our L3 One Day Conference. Conference, and they're just incredible. So if you're in need of a good uh, videographer company, I encourage you to check out Show Films, and that's showfilms.com, but S-H-O. So lose the W, showfilms.com. So that's all the people I want to thank. With that being said, let's dive right into the interview with Coach, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Well, thank you, Coach, so much for being willing to, to do this interview. And we're here at Man Up Pittsburgh for the seventh year, which is incredible here at Victory Family Church, put on by Urban Impact. And you've been partnering with this since the beginning. And so I'm just curious, why are you why are you still involved and why are you so passionate about this conference? It was born out of my desire to, to impact more kids, to touch more kids. Um, this is the time of year where I, where I get a moment or two to kind of do some things. And I used to do a free football camp for kids um, at Brashear High School. I wanted to bring a football instructional environment to some kids that maybe were less fortunate and give them those camp opportunities that that you see a, a, a lot of that cost a lot of money and so forth. And so I put together a team to kind of do those things. I partnered with really Urban Impact because I knew that they were working with some kids and Urban Impact would, would come to my camp in busloads of these kids and really just got to really admire what, what Pastor Ed and, and his group's doing and, and the lives of these kids. And I was thinking about ways that I could increase my interaction or, or impact on them. And really it just born out of conversations with Pastor Glover about, you know, how we could do that. And really how you do that uh, is not enough of us to go around. 
to get to kids. So we wanted to start to challenge and encourage fathers to be the best fathers, husbands and fathers, godly fathers that they could be not only for theirs, but the ones that they come in contact with, the ones in their communities um, and to be bold and maybe search out opportunities uh, to provide those relationships for for kids that are less uh, fortunate. So, you know, in an effort to touch more kids, uh, we came to the understanding that maybe encouraging and touching uh, people that have an opportunity to be impactful to kids might be the venue or the way for us to go. And thank you so much for using your platform for that. It's been amazing to watch what God's done in the past seven years. Man, it's awesome to be a part of it. Yeah. One thing I love about you is just your humility and, and willingness to learn and get better. You know, every year you say here, man, I just come here to be a, learn how to be a better dad. So yeah. I'm just curious, over the last year, you have teenagers. Uh, how have you grown as a dad over the past year? You know, um, boys are, are, you know, we all have talents and blessings and, you know, Boys are easy for me. Um, you know, it, it just is. Uh, my daughter is a challenge and she's a great kid. Um, but just those interactions, um, being what she needs me to be, being firm and fatherly with her. Uh, I got a soft spot for her and she knows it. <laughs> uh, I grew up with a brother. I grew up, you know, it's, uh, I grew up in, in a large area around cousins it was 21 of us my mom has six brothers and six sisters okay out of 21 um cousins nieces and nephews and so forth 18 males three females so so i got the male interaction down (laughs) Uh, my 13 year old daughter is very challenging and i'm learning every day Uh, I know one reason you're passionate about the fatherlessness issue is because you were impacted by fatherlessness. And, you know, you've shared your story on here before where you were impacted by men like Pooh Johnson, your stepfather, your grandfather. I think, can you talk to just anyone who's been impacted by fatherlessness? Because I don't think it just impacts you when you're young. You know, I know adults that are still dealing with the wounds of fatherlessness in their life. What advice would you tell to someone who has a fatherless wound in their life? To, to acknowledge it, um, you know, and, and not only the challenges that it presented um, in your upbringing, um, but also the challenges that it could present to you in parenting. Um, I think I increasingly become aware of maybe some of the some of the things that I lacked um, in an effort to, to parent my kids. Um, and, and it creates obstacles and hurdles because, you know, I'm not modeling behavior father child behavior that that i was able to experience so it's so it's somewhat mystical um it's somewhat abstract and that's something to be overcome it's something to be acknowledged and i I think acknowledgement is the first step of of minimizing the the potential negative impact of it and, and to be be conscious of the maybe challenges that it presents i'm often in awe of the security that my kids display and, and I'm aware of the security that maybe I lacked in, 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 in watching them in, in terms of some of the decisions that were very gray for me are extremely black and white for them. Um, they have strength that I didn't have in terms of security and decision making. Um, and so I'm continually kind of learning, um, I think, and I think we all are if we think critically about it. Uh, those of us that had fatherlessness in our life. Um, it is something that we continually um, are faced with and 
and have to find ways to overcome or minimize. Yeah. And I'm curious, I man, that's awesome to hear that your kids are secure and they're clearly secure because they have great parents in their life. You're also an intense guy yourself. You go hard and you're coach of the Steelers, which is a huge responsibility. I'm just curious, how do you, what do you and your wife do intentionally to make sure that you don't lose focus on your family while on such a huge responsibility as coaching the Steelers? You know, it's just simply what I do is not who I am. And, uh, my wife's the best at that. <laughs> she is so unimpressed by my employment. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, she always has been, though, man. That's probably why she's my wife, you know? She was a girl at college that was unimpressed by my athletic abilities, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Um, she's always been really good at keeping me grounded in things that, uh, uh, of that nature. Um, it is one of her strengths. And I got to give her the credit in terms of um, piloting us in terms of maintaining a proper balance and focus in terms of what's what's really important in our lives. Yeah, I want to transition a little bit into leadership. And just as I asked you how you grew as a dad in the last year, you now have another year of leadership under your belt. And I'm just curious, what have you learned and how have you grown as a leader in the last year? You know, um, it's funny. I, I acknowledge that I'm in a process of continual growth. But in, in the way that I analyze the decisions, the myriad of decisions that I have to make and um, the things that you can describe as leadership in terms of my job, um, to, to express that growth, to, to quantify it in a setting such as this, it's just really not a, enough time. I'm getting better in a lot of ways. Um, the use of technology, the proper use of technology, um, in my job. And I think we all are faced with those challenges, man, when we're in a job for an extended period of time, how the job changes based on information, uh, the speed in which you have information, the amount of information that you have, uh, the amount of information and the speed of the information and the speed in which decisions need to be made on my job are very different than they were 13 years ago when I got this opportunity. Um, that's just one of the many ways, um, that I'm hopefully getting better all the time. And I just want to pick one thing out to kind of put it in a snapshot. Yeah, um, analytics, when I, you know, is, is something that's fast evolving in our business. Yeah. But man, I got a bunch of irons in the fire. Yeah. And, and man, I'm trying to get better in all of them. Um, and that, so I just, I thought that'd be a good example yeah. to kind of share one aspect of it. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing. I'm um, also, you talked about the speed. Uh, I've noticed in leadership, it seems that leadership comes with so much pressure and so much oftentimes painful seasons that are difficult to navigate. And I'm just curious as a leader, how do you even process that with all the pressure from the public to the team to the performance? How do you deal with, with pain and pressure as a leader? And how have you learned to manage that better now than maybe you did? When you, you know, I, I really think um, it's clarity born out of experience. Um, to put it in layperson's terms, I better come to the right answer as quickly as I can. But the first part of that is I better come to the right answer. So you can't let outside forces and pressures and so forth put you on the clock where you come to the wrong answer. I got to have the right answer and I need to come to the right answer as quickly as possible. So speed is an essence of it, but, but speed is not the deciding factor. It doesn't trump everything. First things first, I better make good decisions and then after I get in that mode of making the good and proper decisions, I better do so as quickly as I can. I always try to maintain that perspective. Um, I can't let outside forces um, accelerate 
the process by which I come to decisions, because if you come to the wrong decision, the speed in which you come to it is irrelevant. And just as we start to wrap up, is there anything else you'd want to leave leaders with today? I always like asking that. You know, um, one of one of my missions for 2019, uh, and and it's probably, you know, I'm so passionate about sport because it's it's it's, it's always been uh, a teach tool for me. It, it just is. I could relate my experiences in sport to life and learn and grow. One of the challenges that I see in sport these days is, you know, your word means less. And um, I, I think those of us that are in the sporting world, those of us that wear the moniker of coach at any level, uh, we have an opportunity to combat that with the young people that we work with. We combat that first and foremost by, you know, living out the things that we say and making sure that that we're true to our word. And then we challenge and we challenge them and hold them accountable to be true to their word. My oldest son has gone through the recruiting process. He was a senior. He just graduated from high school and he's recruited to play football in college and to kind of be a part of that process and to watch kids commit and then decommit to schools and open their recruiting back up. And, you know, it was just one of those things that really has kind of struck me like a lightning bolt. I told my son early in his process that if you make a commitment to a, to a university, then your recruiting process is over. That's where we're going. It doesn't matter how attractive the next pursuer is or, you know, however they dress it up. Uh, your word means something, son. When you make a commitment to a university, that's what it is to watch how the word commitment is thrown around in today's recruiting world where kids commit and decommit universities offer scholarships, but then pull it back. And this shuffling is really saddening to be quite honest with you. And um, it's kind of my mission based on my exposure to that in the last year to, to really talk about uh, being true to your word and particularly uh, those of us in athletics. It's a shame, but I'm watching athletics be a negative vehicle. Um, and, and usually athletics is such a positive vehicle for good moral decision making and things of that nature. Um, that's something that I'm advocating in 2019. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank, thank you for you. your leadership. Thank you for your impact on men and fathers in our city. And I uh, just appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our interview with Coach Tomlin. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you want to find out ways to connect with Urban Impact and Man Up and what they're doing, you can go to the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 224, and you'll get everything that you need there. A few announcements as we wrap up. I want to thank our sponsors, Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife, Laura, and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and we just think they're an incredible organization. Not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. In fact, they give every engaged couple a book to help them prepare for their marriage, and we just love that. So if you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. I also want to thank my friend and sponsor, Alex Tulandon. He's a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty. And if you are looking to buy or sell a house in the Pittsburgh market, Alex is your guy. He's a member and a supporter of L3 Leadership, and he would love to have an opportunity to connect with you. You can learn more about Alex and connect with him at pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. 
And lastly, if you want to stay up to date with everything we're doing here at L3 Leadership, you can sign up for our email list on our website at l3leadership.org. And you'll also get a free copy of my ebook, Making the Most of Mentoring, which is my step-by-step process for building relationships with mentors and uh, making those relationships last. And I know that'll add value to you. So make sure you get a copy of that. And as always, if you listen to this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Uh, that helps us get the word out and spreads, uh, spreads the, the reach of this podcast as well. So thank you so much for that. And as always, I like to end with a quote and I will quote John Wooden. I just wrote, read a book of his called Wooden on Leadership and it was incredible, but I love his definition of success. And he said this, he said, success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction and knowing you made the effort to become the best of which you were capable. I love that. There's not a better definition of success out there. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much and we'll talk to you next episode. 